0: I wanna slam fools on the mat. Want a suplex? Cats give them belly to the backs. Rock bottom, tombstone, and a sunset flip. So I need you to teach me that. No way. I wanna slam fools on the mat. Hear the crowd go wild when I win the strap. Move sharpshooter and a half out two. So I need you to teach me that.
1: Welcome to the natural disasters of wrestling. I'm Don.
0: I'm a-
1: uh, usually, we start out with a joke, uh, you know, ha-ha, funny moments, um, but we just kind of want to take a quick moment to send our condolences out to uh, um, Mega Ran, who does our theme song, The Sunset Flip. Um, his father recently passed away, and you know, we just wanted to give him our condolences um, and well wishes. Uh, he's an amazing dude, and, you know, our hearts and our prayers go out with a
0: yeah, um, losing anybody um, is always hard, uh, whether it be a friend or any sort of family member. But when it's uh, when it's one of your parents, I can't imagine uh, the the heartache that he is going through right now. So, um, you know, Megaran, we are we are here for you in spirit. We will our thoughts and prayers uh, go out to you and your family. Um, and um, yeah, it's it's something that's really hard to imagine uh, if you've never experienced it yourself. But I'm hoping that your father found peace and your family finds peace, um, you know, in in your guys' morning. So, uh, yeah.
1: Um, Um, With that, we can just jump into it.
0: Um, With that, we're going to jump into it. So, right now, it is November 3rd, uh, 2020, um, Election Day um, for us Americans. And as if um, the news isn't. Anxious making or sad making enough. Um, we're gonna cover something that's a little on the downside as well as far as wrestling news. Um, last episode when we did our Halloween episode, we spoke about uh, Kylie Ray, who was an AEW for a little bit and then she went to Impact uh, around the right before the pandemic era of wrestling started, um, and you know before uh Bound for Glory, uh it was reported that she didn't show up to the arena. And it was obvious that obvious that she didn't because she was supposed to face Diana Perazzo for the Impact Women's Championship. Uh but instead it ended up beast being, being Su Young and Su Young uh ended up beating Diana prazo for the championship. And Impact really didn't make any um note about it. They 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 lightly mentioned it. Um, on the broadcast and the week after but no word from Impact ever came out because Impact didn't really even know what was going on but um, all they knew or all people knew was that uh, they didn't hold this against her um, and that they were hoping that she'd probably turn up uh, around the mid-November tapings that they were going to do but on uh, Monday of this week um, Kylie Rae, after a week of not posting anywhere on social media, of basically being all radio silent in all fronts, uh, finally posted on her Patreon page on Monday morning. She wrote, uh, good morning. I'm truly sorry for the pain I've caused and miscommunication. I am currently unwell. I am al- I'm also sorry that I wasn't able to get this out before your monthly subscription charge. I wanted to take this time to say I am no longer a professional wrestler and I'm currently taking a break from social media. It's been a very hard decision to make, but please understand. When I am well, I will try to fulfill any obligations I have missed. During this time, most tiers will not be, will not be able to be fulfilled. Please feel free to unsubscribe from this membership slash Patreon account. Thank you for understanding. Heart emoji. Um, and the, this isn't... Uh, un- what's the word i'm looking for this is an unfamiliar behavior from kylie ray unfortunately um before aew dynamite had started um kylie ray was kind of being geared up to be the face of aew's women's division because she has a really good personality uh she is obviously very beautiful and she is ridiculously athletic um Mm -hmm. she uh competed at aew's first official pay-per-view double or nothing against um uh brit baker awesome kong and nyla rose in a four-way match and she she shined i think a lot of people became instant kylie fans. i know i was one of them senior uh, from one yeah don as well uh, when we first saw her and uh she didn't make fight for the fallen correct, correct. or did she no nope. yeah she, she did didn't that. make fight for the for whatever reason and she didn't make fighter fest either uh, she and as far as we knew, it was maybe an injury. Nobody really knew. It wasn't until Dynamite uh, Dynamite debuted, and during a press conference, uh, somebody had asked about Kylie Ray, and Tony Khan had said that uh, Kylie Ray had been released, but it was an amicable amicable uh, separation between the two, and that they wished Kylie Ray well. And for a while, Kylie Ray kind of went radio silent again. Um, for about a month, a good month or two until she started slowly appearing on the indies and then making the jump to Impact. Um, and on her Instagram, if you follow her, she kind of talks about, very lightly, but she talks about her mental health issues. Um, and, you know, I as much as I we don't like to speculate um, on very personal matters, to me, it feels like, she put a lot of pressure on herself and maybe this is where her anxiety is coming in because i know anxiety is a hell of a bitch and it makes you kind of scared to fulfill any obligations that you want that you have regardless of how excited you are about them but it feels like you know she felt a lot of pressure on herself when uh, aew was going to become a bigger thing than we anticipated and i think with winning a championship as i'm not going to say it's it's on the tier of like the wwe women's championship but i mean it's still a pretty big title of the main four uh wrestling promotions but i think Mm -hmm. being the lead in the face of a division made her more anxious and nervous and therefore she put a lot of pressure on herself Um, and that's pretty unfortunate because i i think she would have represented the company well as a champion
1: I agree um I think I think she put a lot of pressure on herself she you know she probably caused she probably put a lot of undue stress onto herself as well um all I can say is you know I hope she gets better I wish her well I wish her well I hope she doesn't you know quit wrestling permanently because she's really really good at it mm. Um, only time
0: can tell yeah um and i posted on our um on our twitter uh the moment i read it that you know don and i obviously we our thoughts are with her you know whatever she's going through and honestly whether or not like she's 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 awesome at what she does mm-hmm. as a professional wrestler she's incredible she is up there with uh some of the newer uh, women's wrestlers that we've been introduced to uh, within the past few years and she has all, she has honestly has what it takes to become a big name or even a, a great role model um, but even like you know things like that when you start I'm sure when you start taking into everything into account of what could happen when you become a bigger name or you the light is shining on you that much I'm sure it takes a toll mentally um, but honestly we, whatever she does whether or not she comes back to wrestling we just want her to do What's healthy and happy for her uh, because she seems like a tremendous person and a very loving spirit. And I think, unfortunately, it's a loss for professional wrestling, but uh, for the rest of the world, I think Kylie Ray will do something incredible. Um, on, the, on the wrestling front, uh, as far as her peers go, uh, there's been a ton of outpouring of support. Um, Bailey, uh, Mustafa Ali, Brandy Rhodes, Madison Rain. Taya Valkyrie, uh, Diamante, uh, Hurricane Helms, um, Sammy Guevara, you know, a bunch of people from all kinds of uh, uh, wrestling promotions, even the main, you know, wrestling promotions account uh, accounts themselves. I've been posting about her, you know, places where she started, you know, uh, she started early in building her crafts, uh, Zelo Pro Wrestling, Freelance Wrestling, uh, you know, um, Obviously, AEW, but like you know, not an official group from AEW. Uh, AAW Wrestling, uh, where she became a champion there as well. Uh, and Black Label Pro, I everybody knows a lot of her work from Black Label Pro as well. Um, but yeah, again, it sucks for us as fans, but her mental health and well being is obviously the most important thing. So we wish her well. We hope she feels better and. Uh, we hope she enjoys her life with her fiance today because she had uh, just gotten engaged uh, about a month or two prior. Correct. So.
1: Yeah, um, let's switch into some happier news. Uh, I wouldn't say necessarily that's that's sad
0: news, but it is a little bit. It is a reminder that you know these these athletes are people, and they deal with um, they deal with problems and issues uh, as much as any of us do you know i mean we only see one side of of a lot of these characters and a lot of these athletes but uh, again they're multifaceted people then the three-dimensional people they have feelings they have they get sick like that's unfortunate but i think it's a good reminder too that you know they're human and we got to remember that sometimes um speaking of um remembering that people are human or remembering that, that things are flawed Retribution, yeah, Retribution has merch, but Why? Retribution, their merch is on the WWE website. So a um an entity or a group that's supposedly there to destroy, uh, destroy a company, their corporate overlords, um, they have merch on the website on the company website which is weird uh but have you seen it yeah you know what i kind of dig it yeah that's the thing is that it's actually good
1: um
0: if you haven't seen it i i honestly recommend looking it up on the wwe website it's basically an r it's the letter r it's and it's kind of in the um It's like like, it's painted on, but then next to it, it's the lines that you, yeah, it's the lines you would see on the flag. Um, And so, and it also pushes that, like, oh, yeah, this started as, like, almost like an Antifa kind of, kind of gimmick. Mm. But here's the thing that I have a problem with, is that they missed a very creative way to go about this, because there are sites like GoFundMe, there are sites like, I, I think Indigo is mostly for like films and stuff like that, but there are other ways that you could have done this instead of selling it straight on the WWE's website.
1: You could, wait, 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 wait. You could have flipped the book on everything and put this on PWTs. Ooh. That's
0: a good, yeah, but I, I no, yeah, you could have. That's a good way to go. That would have been an interesting way to go. I don't think they want to go that way because obviously PWD does a lot of business with the AEW, but I yeah. mean they could have. They could have found maybe like another yeah another distributor. I think what would have been really cool. I highly doubt they would have done this, but would have would have been really cool if there was a, if we had had fans. If there were wow. still fans going to arena, you don't sell them at the merch shops. You don't sell them at the usual merch shops. You have them selling them outside the arena. You have. You know, t shirt sellers and stuff like that, and like retribution gear with masks and hoods and stuff like that, and just selling them out of like a back of a truck. That would have been so good and so very, like, almost like what I know what they wanted to do with the NWO back in WCW, where you didn't get WCW, the NWO merch at the WCW stand, you have to go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, that, been... I thought yeah, they, they, they missed the very opportunistic way of going about this.
1: It could have been something, dope. but it,
0: it honestly does look really cool. Um, uh, did you see? Did you see where the whole uh, retribution having really bad names and shit comes from? Did you see that?
1: Where does it come from?
0: Uh, so um, he put uh, Mustafa Ali put out a message on his Twitter that says, "I want you to imagine something. I want you to imagine being judged because of your name." I want you to imagine being mocked because of how you look. Now I want you to imagine a man named Mustafa Ali that has given names and masks to members of retribution so that they too can know how he feels. So that they too can be judged because of their names. That they too can be mocked because of how they look. They too can see the world the way he sees it. Imagine that.
1: It's pretty good shit.
0: Doesn't that make retribution like that much more interesting? It does. does. Well, why the fuck don't they show this on TV?
1: Because you're asking Vince McMahon to actually do something right for once.
0: I think there's a lot of implications there as well that probably the WWE doesn't want their audience to think about. And it's it's just so it's so messed up that at the, the cost of creativity, they can't do that. Because, oh no, they have to use their brains. Although we are talking about the man that just shortened um, Matt Riddle's name to Riddle.
1: Yeah. That's definitely going to help him. Also, it's the man who puts Lana through a table every fucking week.
0: Can't complain about that, honestly.
1: It's it's becoming more and more petty. Like it feels more and more petty every week that they do it. Like, I get... so. According to Meltzer, it's WWE's way of uh, trying to get sympathy for Lana and build her up as a super babyface, but it doesn't come across that way. Like, it feels like, it honestly feels like just petty stuff for her husband joining AEW.
0: Yeah, it just feels like a punishment for her. And honestly, this isn't the first time. Well, um... There aren't a lot of times where we've seen uh, people get punished like that. Sometimes it's the opposite, but also depends on their pool. Because When Brett made the jump to WCW, everybody on the heart side actually got raises and stuff. But that's because of their hearts. Lana, on the other hand, I mean, she technically was a favorite of Vince for a while. um, But, I don't know. It's so weird, though. How do you feel about the whole... Oh, uh, going off. Uh, moving on from Lana, how do you feel about the whole Lacey Evans and uh, Peyton Royce deal?
1: Stupid. It's fucking stupid. Why? You broke up the Iconics to essentially just team her up with someone else. It feels lazy. It is. I,
0: right. I get that maybe at some point they had something. They had, they you know, they had nothing for the Iconics, but and also. You know, Peyton Royce as a single star would be a hit, but when you're giving her things like this, it doesn't really feel like she'll do anything.
1: It doesn't. I mean, this is the same. You know, this is the same thing over and over. I see something in Selena Vega. Let me just bury her for the next three weeks.
0: What do you mean by bury? Though I didn't see. I don't see her as being buried.
1: She has not won a match since like being on her own. Okay. I
0: don't really equate that to her being buried, though.
1: Her SmackDown debut, she lost. Okay. Like, that was the opportunity to reboot, you know, whatever they wanted to do. And they're just like, duh. Mm,
0: I guess. I don't know. It's. Their booking decisions are really, really yeah. weird. I can't. I mean, who's to say what the fuck they're going to do with her? Everybody. I mean, he's. I don't know. Uh, she was a flavor of the month, I suppose, and now she's not. So that's unfortunately sad. Um, ROA Spirit Tournament finally finished. Yeah, yeah. How that finished? I kind, I kind of uh, stopped watching it up until the last maybe episode or two. Um, mm-hmm. So it came down to Give me. One second, I'm sorry. I know it came down no. to Jonathan Grisham, but it also came down to uh, Tracy Williams. So obviously, sixty-minute time limit. Uh, both men, uh, you know, uh, in the finals, and this is actually a really good match. Um, it didn't go as long as um, as people thought it would, or at least I I thought it would. Um, The match was just a little under 15 minutes at 14 minutes and 36 seconds. Uh, But Grisham came out on top, and uh, you have the Octopus Jonathan Grisham as the first, the new and first ROH pure champion since uh, 2006. Um, The whole thing was really, really good. Um, I honestly thought, because at one point they had uh, Jay Lethal, who he is um, tag team uh, championship partners with, that you know we'd see a turn from Lethal onto Grisham or, you know, vice versa, but um that wasn't it. Um Lethal came in, celebrated with him. Uh he put the title around Grisham's waist and uh you know raised his hand and left you know raised his hand, left the ring and let Grisham have his moment. And you know, unfortunately uh there wasn't fans for Grisham to have his moment with, but he still uh, you know, got to bask in the sunlight of victory. And of course you bring more liquids because Lord knows you need more liquids.
1: Actually, uh, uh, Gina's cooking and like, I heard something like boiling really hot and I didn't realize she was deep frying something. So that was fun.
0: And then you just proceeded to bring more
1: liquids. I did. I love my liquids. But yeah, that's um,
0: awesome. We have we have a pay per view coming up. We do. Uh, we have AEW's Full Gear uh, 2020. So this is the fr- uh, second full gear for the company, and the last one obviously they had last year. Yeah, um, quick,
1: wait, just not to stop, you, just to stop you real quick. What did you think? Did you watch Halloween Havoc?
0: No, I didn't get a chance to. I've been, dude, I've been busy um, all week. I like, I feel like almost none of the time I've had this the past like nine days have belonged to me. It's been to everybody else. That's fair. Please give me
1: please give me your notes on Halloween Havoc. It was fucking fantastic. Um it was fucking fantastic. I watched it over AEW's. I watched it over at EW's Dare you? I mean, I read the spoilers. Uh I watched it over AEW this week just because I wanted to see what the hype was this for Halloween Havoc. And it didn't disappoint at all. It, like Shotzi Blackheart as a host, fucking superb idea. Um, The spin the wheel, make a deal, fucking awesome. Like, everything, everything about Halloween Havoc was good. Like, you know, they, WWE will do shows to counteract whatever the hell AEW is doing. This felt was this felt different. This felt like a legit takeover kind of thing, you know, for on a Wednesday show. Like it was good. It was really really good. The uh, the Dexter Loomis uh, fucking Cameron Grimes match, like amazing. You had Michael Hayes come out at one point, dressed up in his uh, fucking pimp suit. Doc Hendricks. Yeah. It was it was good. It was so fucking good. I loved it. I loved every like. Do yourself a favor. Go out if you have the network. Go watch it. If you don't have the network, it's on USA on demand. Um.
0: How is Candace Laree still alive from all the bumps she takes? Like, I don't, I don't understand it. I have no idea.
1: I have I, no idea how she's
0: alive still. So. At this point, I have no idea who's more hardcore, her or Johnny Gargano.
1: They're both equally as hardcore.
0: Um, but yeah, no, I saw bits and pieces of it. I I, I barely finished watching AEW uh, yesterday because I've just been so fucking busy. But um, No, yeah, it was really good. Um, they beat AEW in the demo at least. Um, total viewers though, AEW still won, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, fuck. I mean, it. You know, it took a uh, really. It took them, quote unquote, stealing, or reclaiming Cody's father's gimmick, you know, to get ratings or whatever. But I mean, it, 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 it was good. It was, it was good. good. Hopefully, yeah. they're able to do something like that this week again, um because Lord knows they need some some more creativity like that.
1: It was um, really fucking good. Um, but AEW was AEW yeah. is good as well. AEW is good as well. Uh, tomorrow is the take home show before full gear. Uh, but let's kind of run down this this uh card and make some predictions. So we have the okay. pre-show oh, Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry, I know my my thing is a little weird. All right.
1: So we have we have the pre-show match of John Silver versus Orange Cassidy. Um. Yeah, Cassidy. It's it's a no-brainer. Uh, then we have. Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in the Elite Deletion match.
0: This has Matt Hardy written all over it. Um, I'd be super surprised if Sammy beats Matt, but, I mean, if Sammy does beat Matt, this might be the end of Broken Matt, and we've heard rumors about how he kind of wanted to drop the Broken Matt gimmick anyways. You
1: see, because this has Matt Hardy written all over it, I see Sammy Guevara winning.
0: Yeah. It was going to be interesting. Uh, It'll be the I, first deletion sort of match that Matt Hardy will have
1: lost. Yeah. We have uh, Akira Shida versus Nyla Rose. Because... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this is the rematch from Double or Nothing. Um, I don't know. I, I wish it was... I wish it was Big Swole again. Um... I think Big Swole needs to have the title already or I was going to say Statlander, but she's obviously hurt. Um, I mean, this would also be a good time to bring back or – I mean, they could have brought back Donda Rosa, but I think she's still with NWA for a good long while still. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got Sheeta. I don't see her losing it yet.
1: Same here. I don't see Sheeta losing this. Uh, then we have Chris Jericho versus MJF in a singles match. If MJF wins, he is allowed to join the inner circle.
0: I say MJF winning but turning down Jericho.
1: Oh, I see. I see this, MJF. This, I just see MJF winning and planning to seize of deception in, in the inner circle.
0: Mm. I see MJF winning but like this, this goes down to like a cage match of some sort.
1: That could happen too. Like, How uh, I quit match? Yeah. Cody versus Darby Allen for the AEW TNT Championship.
0: God, I really want it to be Darby. I, I
1: really, really
0: need Darby to have a championship.
1: I really want Darby to win this. Um I feel like if there's any title changes, it's gonna that's gonna be the one where we see a title change. Uh yeah, that's true. Speaking of title matches though, we have FTR versus the Young Bucks. So Cash Wheeler and Dax Hardwood um, versus Matt and Nick Jackson for the AEW World Tag Team Champions. Stipulation is if the Young Bucks lose, they'll never challenge for the AEW World Tag Team Champions again.
0: Um, Wow. This will be the second set of VPs that will have that stipulation put against them, which is fucked up. Um. Yeah. Um. I mean, before that, I was going to say FTR, but I
1: could be. I, I feel like it would be the Bucks.
0: No, I feel like it's going to be FTR. I feel the Young Bucks are going to go the way of Cody, and they don't want people to feel like they're going to book themselves into the titles so many times because even if they win the titles once, people are going to be like, "Oh, it's like WCW." It's like no. It's like they're they're a tag team. Of course, like they are, they work their way to this, so they deserve to hold their own title once. But I don't know. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Bucks.
1: I'm gonna go Bucks as well. Uh hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega in a number one contenders championship, and a number one contender spot for the AEW world champion.
0: The cleaner is really good when it comes to tournaments. So, but I'm really going Hangman. I think Hangman has built himself up in this past year. I think it's finally time.
1: You see, I'm gonna go Omega because I think Omega is gonna be the one to dethrone Moxley. Mm. Um, just the they already have that feud there for Moxley and him.
0: Yeah. But Throw the championship in it. it's, gold.
1: Yeah. but that leads that leads open for you know he's he's going to be the championship for a while. he's gonna have that championship for a long time, and I see mm-hmm. Paige coming for him for that title
0: Kenny like rebuking uh, his challenges for a while, not wanting him to challenge or whatever, mm-hmm. and then maybe come let's say double or nothing next year. Yeah, he finally lets Hangman go for it.
1: And then you see wait, you here's the thing. You know, Kenny gets a one winged angel on hangman, but Hangman kicks out.
0: Ooh. I can't think uh-huh. of another wrestler, honestly, at the top of my head from any company that seems deserving of kicking out of the the one winged angel other than Hangman. Yeah. It's his friend, it's his partner, it's uh it's an it's a younger star that has Obviously, some stuff still to prove, but he has all the charisma and talent in the world. I don't see why it shouldn't be Hangman to finally kick it, to kick out of the one being an Angel. It feels like we're talking about somebody losing their virginity for the first time. I don't know why. <laughs>
1: um. Okay. the The main event of the night: John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston in an I Quit match for the AEW Moxley. World Champion. Yeah, it's Moxley. Before
0: you, I mean, I mean I'm. I'm granted, I love this is Kane. gonna be a good. One. What?
1: Kingston is I love Kingston on the mic You know he's great in a ring I think he's a better manager Than he is a wrestler
0: I can see Kingston being a champion But just a really re- annoying champion Yeah um, Or I mean he has his whole family thing going on So it, wouldn't, it would behoove him to have somebody You know interfere on his behalf But then again he has a lot of pride So I highly doubt he'll go that route I feel it's gonna be Moxley.
1: Uh yeah. That's the Out of all these so
0: matches, what do you think? Out of all these matches, what do you feel is gonna be the most anticipated from everything?
1: For me personally, it's a mega page.
0: Yeah. The, the one match, one of the few matches that doesn't have a championship on the line, but has a lot of implication and all, implications and a lot of storyline. I think that's the one that feels um, the most important from all of this. Uh, two questions before we before we finish, because uh, I think this is going to be in the show. There's not really too much to talk about right now. Yeah.
1: Um, well, how uh, do you uh, feel? Uh, bonus question: Does Sting show up for Full Gear? Because apparently that's the rumor. But where though? I don't know where.
0: Ooh. I think I figured it out. Uh, Championship match. Um, Tag team championship match. FTR has Tully Blanchard. Tully Blanchard has already interfered for the Bucks. Or Mm -hmm. interfered. Um, So if he decides to try to interfere again, Sting could come out. And, you know, kind of, you know, be the third man to the Bucks to stop Blanchard. And so that way they, I mean, I don't know, though.
1: I would say Either the TNT way they could title. Lose. I would say the TNT title match. Why, though? Uh, Arn does some healish shit sometimes.
0: He can, but not when he's facing another face. True. Because this, this is face versus face. I mean, I guess. I mean, because like even Cody said, it, he's not turning heel. I don't see a reason for him to turn heel against Darby now. Um, I see it. I see it making sense more uh, during FTR and Young Bucks. Um, you, I guess from these matches, maybe Moxley and Kingston. If Kingston no. does go the route of having somebody interfere staying coming to save Moxley and basically give Moxley the blessing. I mean, you have Moxley giving a blessing to Will Hobbs. Yeah, you know. So I mean, and again, Moxley is basically one of AEW's biggest stars. So why wouldn't you know the the biggest star, the franchise, uh, your not necessarily your predecessor, but your predecessor on TNT. You know, why wouldn't you want that blessing from him? That's fair, because if you if you don't know, uh, Sting is a free agent. All of his stuff has been taken down, da- taken down off WWE Shop. You can't get any Sting merch off of WWE Shop unless you find something on clearance. Um, so that's interesting. Um, my question before we finish, uh, I actually have two. Um, regarding the Dark Order, mm-hmm. um, what do you feel about? Well, I mean, I guess the dark order, but I mean, this goes for AEW as a whole. How do you feel about um their characters being more developed on on being the elite uh, more than uh dynamite? Because uh, like yeah, Dynamite it's on it's on cable. You only have 2 hours and with commercials you only have maybe like a like an hour and a half. And you only have maybe like 10 minute segments at most if you're given enough time, but like you know, the, the Dark Order doesn't hit as the kids say. It doesn't hit as much as it does on BTE as it does on Dynamite, you know?
1: It doesn't. Um, I think this is one of the reasons why they're looking to get a second show. Like a second TV show. Uh-huh. Um, I think... It's one of the biggest reasons why they need a second TV show so they can get that development because BTE isn't always 100% continuity with what's going on with uh, the actual show with the actual dynamite, it's 50 50 at best,
0: but it helps in places like when, um, yeah, when the whole Seidel uh, mishap happened. Like they did on oh, yeah, BTV, yeah, and that could have been super helpful on television.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, instead, it's a it's a weird cult. I don't really like cult command on BTE. I'm gonna be honest. I barely yeah. realized this when they started doing the whole Nakazawa's cult. Um, I don't really care for cult command on BTE, but I don't know. Just what, how, what would you do? Like, what? What? How would you? I guess translate would be the word, but. Just carry over some bits and stuff from BTE over to Dynamite in order for people to see, I guess, the different or the deeper characters of some of these people.
1: You do video recaps. I mean, that's the easiest way you do it. You do video recaps.
0: That's true. I mean, they don't even recap Dark.
1: Yeah. Like they promote the shit out of BTE, but they don't recap anything from BTE. And I think if they just recapped it, like if well, they it's so heard... hard
0: to recap BTE though.
1: Okay, so for example, say something with Dark Order. Like there's stuff you can recap pretty easily on with Dark Order on from BT on on uh on Dynamite. Or for example, the Brandon Cutler thing. Like you could easily recap that on Dark.
0: I I did you did you watch Cutler versus um Avalon?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um w- I think the ending could have been a little bit better, but that was a dynamite-worthy uh, match.
1: It was, it was,
0: 100%. I was really surprised that it wasn't on anything else. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you mean. But,
1: um, yeah.
0: Two, um, how do you feel the whole FTR versus Young Books feud has been, like how it's been built up? Because I felt
1: was a little, yeah. It's been like, lackluster, right?
0: Like, what do you think it is, and what would you do to fix it? Or what, what like, do you think should have been done?
1: Like, I think, I mean, there should have been more build to it. There should have been, like, it feels very just kind of thrown at the wall. Um, they didn't need to do the stupid tag team tournament to determine that. Like, I feel like they sh- there's just so much more story they could have gone with, but they didn't do it. And that—that that, that is what it is at the end of the day.
0: They're old-school tag-team wrestlers, of FTR. What's yeah. more old-school old school than the tournament?
1: Oh, it's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair, but, like, I don't know. I just I feel like there could have been more.
0: Yeah, no, totally. I mean, and even playing and having, um, having Hangman in there and Kenny, um, you know, basically tearing the Elite apart that way. And not really referencing it too much into this feud is is interesting.
1: This is a rivalry that's been years in the making, not even months in the making. Years but here, the but making.
0: here's the thing, though, is that years in the making, it, was, it wasn't it was even because, like, you know, they said things here and there. It was mostly the fans that yeah. pushed it. Yeah. So there was really nothing to build off of there. You could just be like, oh, here's a tweet. And here's another yeah. tweet. And here's some comments. And that's it. Like, there's nothing really to build off of. Like, it's mostly just fan anticipation from people who normally watch wrestling. Fair.
1: The thing
0: that they didn't do here is that they didn't make it interesting for the people who don't go that far back or don't follow that closely. Because, again, you're still on TNT, you're on cable, you know, uh, yeah, you have hardcore fans watching, but you still have casual fans watching and you need to kind of you know... Cater to the casuals. This. I wouldn't say cater to the casuals, but help them out. Yeah. Because catering, catering is what WWE does. They cater to the casuals. You know, um, AEW would be it would behoove them to more lead the horse to water and hope it drinks. You know, um, but because other than that, like you don't really this this doesn't work as much. I mean, obviously, yes to us. I, I I'm excited about it. It's finally, FTR versus uh, the the Bucks, but uh, as a story, it's it, it could have been more. Yeah,
1: I agree. All right. I think we're going to end the show here. Where can they find you at, sir?
0: I am at pending257 and, of course, uh, TNDW Podcast on Twitter and the Facebook. And you?
1: I am at ELDONBRUJO, that's Eldon brujo at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Pornhub, uh, OnlyFans. Um, did, did I forget? Oh, oh yeah, MySpace. And just like
0: MySpace. That, and, oh, my God, do you have a MySpace?
1: No, I did not.
0: You have an only, You have an OnlyFans. I wouldn't be surprised if you have a MySpace. Like you can you, you you can buy my feet feet pics on OnlyFans on this, and you can listen to my weird SoundCloud music that isn't on SoundCloud but is on MySpace here.
1: <laughs> oh God! And with and that, would you just say like, this is a show?
0: And just like our two party system in America, I'd say this is a fucking disaster.